You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. Welcome, Hoosier fans, to another disappointing episode of the Assembly Cause. Today, your Indiana Hoosiers lose to Penn State 83-74, to losing their fourth game in a row, uh, dropping their overall record to 14-13 and and 6-10 and in the Big Ten. And, and everyone who is joining us now and, and everyone who watches a lot of the same things that are hindering the Indiana Hoosiers, and Coach Marlowe and I are around uh, to try to break that down. So I'm the host. Uh, Coach Tonsoni for uh, this uh, shortened edition of uh, AC postgame as we're going to get through here as quickly <clears throat> as we possibly can. Uh, I'm here uh, with Coach Jeff Marlowe. We'll break it down for you here on the assembly call uh, on the IU postgame show. But uh, let's start the show the, the way we start every show, and that is with our banner moment. When Coach and I are on the show and you lose, uh, there's really not uh, too many too – many, uh, you know, banner moments to, to remember, uh, you, you know, it, it's hard to be positive uh, in, in a season that is on, that is being derailed. And so it, it is just, um, it is just tough to, to find a banner moment. Obviously the game was tough uh, all the way through to the last two minutes of the first half. And then Ace Baldwin took over on an eight, one run uh, when cups and uh, where was out. Um, but the banner moment again was uh, this team, despite its flaws, finds a way to keep fighting at times. They just don't have enough to get over over the over – the, I'm not going to say that. They just don't have enough uh, to put it all together uh, uh, to win, win a basketball game. But I thought there was fight tonight. So the banner moment for me was I, I thought there, there was effort uh, and fight, uh, and, and they played. You know, Renew had an outstanding game where, when he wasn't in foul trouble, did some nice things. Uh, there, there were moments that uh, there was some good basketball, but obviously just nowhere near enough uh, to to win uh, win the game. So the banner moment is the, the, I thought the guys gave the effort, they just didn't execute. Um, and our banner moment, as always, is brought to you by our friends at Home Field Apparel. Homefield's on a winning streak, that's for sure. They're in their seventh season sponsoring Assembly Call and their third and presenting sponsor of the Back Home Network. Uh, they have the largest collection of vintage IU apparel that you will find anywhere, and since IU is their flagship school, you know more. High-quality gear with unique IU logos from the past is always right around the corner. And they've, getting, they've put out some new IU stuff, and they just put out a whole lot of stuff for racing. If you're a racing fan, go there, spend all your money, borrow money to spend uh home field is is on top of things there and no matter what you buy you find it'll be comfortable and the colors will last plus you're supporting an indiana-based company that came up through the kelly school of business and they're not shy about showing their love for the hoosiers so go to homefieldapparel.com and use our promo code home 23 to get 15 percent off your entire first order that's promo code homefield 23 for 15 percent off at the website homefieldapparel.com Wear one for the team. Okay, now it's time to move the ball, find the open man, and get some opening thoughts uh, from our team, which is our team of two back-to-back nights with the coach. Uh, coach Marlowe, uh, more of the same uh, Indiana basketball. Moments of, of good basketball play, 
but way too few of them, a lot more uh, moments of negative play that led uh, to to the loss today. Your, your thoughts on the loss? First of all, I want to comment on that NASCAR drop by home field. I, I, by all means, if you like some NASCAR, and I do, but I'm waiting for him to make that Davy Allison drop. Get some, give me some, give me some uh, Yates okay. gear out there, and I'll, I'll be, I'll be on top of that. Um, I, I, I do want to point out. I do think of, you talk about fight. I do. Ha- I did have a serious concern in the first half, coach, that Trey Galloway was hurt way worse than it turned out he was. I was yes. really fearful that when he went to the locker room, he was not on the bench there for a segment. I what was running through my head was ah oh, crap he broke his foot and that was probably going to be a season ending type injury so to see Trey come back out there and maybe still has an injury but was was willing to gut it out you know I, I just to me it smoked volumes about what Trey was willing to do for the program it's just coach it's uh, it, we're trying not to totally get dive into some of the the total negative but um, just in this day and age of modern basketball and I don't necessarily blame this on the players per se we just don't do enough things that are modern that help us win. We don't, we don't hit enough threes. We don't hit enough free throws, um, but they did battle. I, I, I will give them, I, I, I was one the other night that was not very happy with the effort today. I thought the effort was pretty solid and I can go with that, but it's just, at some point you, you got to find a way to put, you got to string together things. You and I were talking a little bit about this last night on the women's post show, um, that you got to string scores and stops. And when this team gets behind, it's such a struggle for them to do that. And, and, and in, when they are finally able to string some stops, it feels like it's even more of a struggle to string together the runs. We used to talk with our kids about, you know, I, we, we put into threes, other coaches might put into fives, but the idea is score, stop, score, or stop, score, stop. You need some, and you need to patch those together. I once saw somebody who said, you know, if you can, they, they actually, they charted that how many times they could get, a score, stop, score, or a stop, score, stop in a game. And they felt like there was a certain number. It might have been, you know, might have been Chuck Daly who I heard talking about it. And again, the NBA is to- a little bit different, but you just get that feeling that even when they're finally starting to do something right offensively or defensively, they can't do enough offensively. Or if they start doing something offensively, we let Ace Baldwin, you know, kind of go right, you know, down the lane and we can't stop that. So it just, it never seemed right now, today especially, it just seemed like we couldn't ever get to that point where we were stringing enough of that together. I, I think that's uh, – it's just a sign of a, of a losing program right now is that the runs for the opposing team are longer than the runs uh, for Indiana because they lack some of that – the fundamentals that are needed, especially at the guard position. I think they lack uh, the direction from the coaching staff in order to overcome those longer runs. And, and what you have – is a game where it was back and forth, back and forth, and then Ace Baldwin took over. You have some decisions to auto bench uh, a guy who got 20 points. Uh, and, and, you know, I understand that, but you saw where pick up two fouls. I, I'll defend that a little bit here and I get roasted in the chat for it. But um, when you know your players are likely to foul uh, quickly and pick up that third foul, you, you might be forced to auto bench a little bit. But still, with that, you see the difference of players. Ace Baldwin had two fouls, and they kept him in, and he went on an 8-1 run and basically won the game in that last two minutes. And Indiana has to bench uh, McKenzie because they don't trust him to not pick up the third foul. And one of our best offensive threats in the last two games has to sit the bench. So that's some on McKenzie, and that's some on the auto bench. But those are the little things that are adding up. 
in games against good coached, well coached, I should say, proper English, well coached programs in college basketball and specifically in the Big Ten. It's hard to win games, and you have to play as well as you can for those 40 minutes. And a lot of things now from the coaching staff to the players are just happening in a negative way uh, that that affect the game. So we're going to talk a lot of X's and O's today. We're going to try to stay away from the macro stuff uh, that you're all talking about in the chat mob, and we probably agree with you, to be honest. And if you want to know my my thoughts on it, you can get a hold of me personally. But we're going to talk about the Penn State game and the X's and O's that caused Indiana to lose today more than the overall uh, program stuff. You can get that in a, in a lot of places. So I, I thought tonight – uh, it, it was just interesting. Turnovers were the key uh, offensive issue, Coach, in the first half. Eight turnovers in, in the first half. You have to – Indiana, the way they score is at the rim. Like it or, or hate it, they have to score at the rim through Ware and Renew. And I thought Ware came out and played really, really well for most of the first half, and I thought he was going to lead to my game ball until, like, Renew had an excellent scoring game. But I, I thought where was the reason Indiana was in the game? So you got to score at the rim, but you have to be very, very efficient in, in your offense. And turnovers allow don't allow a team to be efficient offensively when you're going to shoot uh, mostly twos and, and only hit two threes and one was at uh, garbage time. That's the way Indiana's designed to play. That's Coach Woodson's desired way to play. You have to take care of the basketball. Your thoughts on the Indiana's turnovers today? Uh, you're muted, Coach. Yep. Yep. Thanks for reminding me, Coach. Um, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. And and the big thing is some of our turnovers are just kind of silly. We we you know we try to force a pass or and, and and you guys all know I'm I'm a huge Trey Galloway fan. But there was a play, and I actually think it was in the second half more than the first half. But sometimes Trey almost gets too deep on a possession. He gets good down and then the baseline kind of, you know, gets him jammed up and he's got nowhere to go and he acts as an extra defender, um, you know, with that. But there are also times um, we just sometimes don't seem to have good hands, coach. I'm not saying, I don't think every pass we throw that ends up as a turnover is a bad pass. We just sometimes have some bad hands and, and, and with that. So, but yeah, it, I totally agree with you. If you're going to play the way we play, you got to maximize your possessions and you got to ma- you got to get you know as many shots as you can because the other team is doing something at the other end differently offensively and and relying a little bit more on the three. So you can't, you know, you can't just be trading empty possessions for those possessions where they're scoring three. Um but I will say this, I, I, I along with the turnovers, you know, you look at, you know, Gabe Cubs today, Gabe paid 27 minutes. He had one turnover. I mean, he's a freshman and being guarded by Ace Baldwin. And you talk about Ace, you know, here again, this goes back to, I want to go back to your point about the, the fouls a little bit too. Um, they, uh, we just commit, I, I, we commit some dumb fouls. I don't necessarily have a problem with like wear or renew hedging. I mean, you know, that's, we used to do some of that. But you can't reach. You can't just kind of try to hit somebody when you've already got two, three fouls. You got to be smarter than that, and that's that's as much on the players as the coaching staff um, with that. But you talked about Ace Baldwin. He finished with two fouls. That's somebody yeah. who had some basketball IQ. Who after he got two fouls, he never had another foul. So you know. But yeah, the turnovers, especially, and I thought especially late in the first half, coach, when they kind of went on that run, that the turnovers really started to affect us. Here's some. Um... 
I, I, I want to get back. I'll go to the fouls, and here's where Ace Baldwin made a really nice play. Galloway goes in with the eight seconds left in the half, first half, and he spins. And Ace Baldwin was right there to try to steal. But he had two fouls. So he went, and it looked like he would normally try to get that steal, and he at least pulled back or didn't reach in, knowing that it was the last play of the half, and he didn't want to pick up his, his third foul. That's basketball IQ. That was a very good play with someone who wasn't auto bench. And, and if Coach Woodson feels like uh, Mbako can't be trusted that way, and then let's counter that again with a, a young man who played well today in the first half and was really the reason Indiana was in the game was uh, Khalil Weir. But he picks up a foul on a post move when he reaches in, um, and then he picks up his fourth one, which was not very smart either at the 17-minute mark. And then he's out for most of the second half. Those were plays where if Ware is a little bit more aware of the situation, he did, he wasn't going to impact the play. He had better position on, on the post player there uh, in the one foul where he reached through. When you have two fouls and you're vital to the team, Ace Baldwin didn't reach. Khalil Ware reached. That's not, you know, that's on that's on Khalil. As much as I thought he played really, really well, that's a play you can't make because you got to know your value to the basketball team. Indiana was in the game, if not leading, when Ware was in the game. When he wasn't protecting the rim, uh, two free throws uh, and then six points uh, by Ace Baldwin at the rim uh, in the second half. So th- that goes to your point on fouling. That was a second issue that I thought was really – not the fouls caught up with Indiana at the end of the first half and you had to sit cups who I thought did a good job on ace Baldwin as well as you possibly can and then where and all of a sudden those two are out and it's an eight one run which made it a seven point game and Indiana was fighting back the whole the whole second half so for you know turnovers you got to be more efficient and you got to play a little bit smarter even though you want to be tough and not foul and put yourself the other team at the bonus uh, at the half, I think, Coach, we had we were outscored uh, by two at the foul line, and we were outscored by uh, five points because they had five three pointers. We each had Indiana had twelve field goals. I know we're getting into numbers here a little bit, but the 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 lack of you know when again, Penn State shoots a three, Indiana doesn't. And I know everyone in the chat mob, you can argue about whether you like that, not like it, modern basketball, this coach or that coach that's out there, all of that stuff. But it's how Indiana plays. We have to be more efficient. You can't have eight turnovers. Uh, and, and that just shows right there when you're down seven and you only get outscored by two at the free throw line and you both have 12 field goals made, you got to have more opportunities to have more field goals made. So two glaring X's and O's places yeah. where I thought Indiana lost today were, were in that first half with turnovers and fouling. One of the positives was free throw shooting in the first half and holy cow, it went bad again. <laughs> in in the second half so there there's a negative too is like you got to hit your foul shots and, and whether you think that's because coach is not practicing or that's on the players that's mental step up and hit your foul shots guys uh, that's that's not scheme uh, that has nothing to do with scheme and, and uh, it, it has everything to do with just with just knocking them down but the, the tail of the two halves of the free throw shooting were, were damaging too so the turnovers got fixed in the second half but the free throw shooting, and that's just a sign of a, of, a, of a bad program right now. Not bad program, maybe. Well, I think it is, but we're trying to stay away from the macro. It, that's a sign of a losing team right now. When you lose four in a row, yeah. and, and, and you lose four in a row uh, to three tournament teams, but still Northwestern, Nebraska, and you get swept by Penn State, who is now just at 500. Those little things 
make a difference regardless of, of whether we like the scheme or not. Yeah, and I want to go back to the defense a little bit today. And I'm focusing strictly on today, Coach. And, and, and again, I know a lot of things that happen. There's times when we talk about how this team overhelps. But there were times today where we didn't help enough. When, when they're driving, we're not taking that extra step to cut off the drive and at least force a pass or step in and get yourself in a position for a charge. Or, you know, so yeah, there were times today we gave up a three because we helped, you know, only one pass away. We overhelped, but then there were times, like I said, and it wasn't just Ace Baldwin. It was other guys from Penn state who drove and we didn't make that extra. So it's just, I think the kids to a certain degree, uh, Brian are, are really to a certain degree, even on their own heads, kind of confused about when should they be helping and when shouldn't they be. And again, I know a three looks bad, but I, again, I'm old school. I always felt like the most, we always told our kids, the most dangerous person on the floor is the player with the ball. You have to stop the ball first. If you make them kick it, that's fine. And again, I know the game's changed somewhat, but I just have a hard time of watching guys drive to layups. And, and, and I know the TV guys kept talking about, well, where's not in there be a rim protector. You can still stop guys from driving if you move your feet and help properly. Well, what you have to do is you have to contain the bounce. And I thought Indiana contained the bounce early. Again, that's why the game was tied or a lead went back and forth. And I, I didn't put a timestamp on it, but I wrote these words down. Lost the bounce late in the first half. So they lost the ability to guard the bounce, and it really uh, showed when Ware was out. And that's what you're talking about. And, and a lot of that comes on the ball. Defender has to do a good job. Anthony Leo loved, <clears throat> loved the young man. He really struggled today in guarding the bounce. And they were getting uh, more of a direct drive where Indiana has gone to more hedging. They hedged today and were tagging on the backside as opposed to playing drop. Uh, and that caused some issues a little bit, but that that's not a bad adjustment there. It just wasn't executed today. I felt, I felt today was execution. Uh, I'm not happy with the scheme. I'm not happy with uh, you know playing uh, Peyton Sparks there in the second half when I thought Walker had a little juice in the first half. I thought that was maybe a, a coaching decision that I wouldn't have made. Uh, but I, I thought the inability to to defend for 20 minutes really really was an issue. And Indiana. Uh, I thought played all right defensively until I looked at the stats, and then I wasn't happy with with the way they they guarded, and, and they really couldn't contain the bounce. I think uh, defensively, some interesting thing: Indiana had a couple positions of playing zone, especially out of timeouts and coming out of the second half, trying to stop uh, some action that Penn State um, was running. I thought early on they switched okay, but as Indi the problem with Indiana basketball right now is you play well for about eight minutes, ten minutes. And then everything else, then it just goes uh, to the cesspool in that second half of, of both halves, and that uh, that has to that has to be addressed. But I do think uh, Indiana uh, at, at times was okay defensively, but they they've got to be able to to figure out how to guard ball screens and guard them effectively, how to stop the basketball and do that. And I thought that the key play for me, uh, oh, what was it? The three rebounds that they got a late it was um 54 54 or 54 59 and indiana gives up three three rebounds and then they score a two and it goes to 61 uh, 54 at, at that point and it was um you know followed by two missed free throws so it got down 
to a tight ball game, and then there was a three by Hicks at, at 950, then two missed free throws, and then three offensive rebounds. Now it's back up to a seven-point game. Leo gets an offensive foul immediately after that, and then that goaltending uh, kind of situation uh, happened there. But those are some of the things I thought uh, – the lack of three-point shooting, the lack of free-throw shooting, turnovers in the first half. And, and what, ha- what, what it's just it's frustrating because you see pockets of play that are acceptable, but majority of the game is not acceptable, and that's why Indiana's losing. Yeah, I, I, you summed it up really well, Coach. I, I don't have much more to add on that except just it's, it's frustrating – and and you'd like to think that the staff and the players are working their butts off to get it solved. And I will say this, I, I mentioned this earlier to you before we went on the air. I did see some nice sets. They, in my opinion, they did some nice things, especially in the first half where they were running some just simple pin down screens into a curl cut that either got a person a shot or a dump off for a layup. And so I did see some things being changed. I saw some adjustments today. It's just, like you said, they're not being executed for 20 minutes, 40 minutes. It, that The problem is they get executed for about eight minutes a half, and that's just not going to win you games. Uh, if you're uh, remind, we're supposed to remind you to go to assemblycall.com, subscribe to our free uh, newsletter. We're, we're trying to stay up to date. Uh, this I know it's frustration. I see the frustration in, in the chat mob. We hear you. We appreciate you being here. Um, we're, we're talking basketball today. And, and we're going to talk about this game more than we're going to talk about the big picture because we got four or five games and we have an off season to talk about the big picture and it's really out of our control. And, and if that's not okay, then there's great things for you to do here the rest of this uh, Saturday a- afternoon. And we'll see you then uh, the next post game. But today's an X and O uh, day for for us. So coming up, we're going to continue our breakdown of Indiana's loss to Penn State. We'll point out some meaningful moments you might have missed. We'll go inside the numbers. Uh, and give you some stats. Uh, You're listening to The Assembly Call, so stick with us. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, this is Jawan Morgan. What's the only thing better than getting IU's first triple-double in 47 years? 
celebrating it with friends afterwards. Join Jared, Andy, Ryan, and Coach on the assembly call after every IU basketball game. Go Hoosiers. You're listening to the assembly call IU postgame show. I'm your host, uh, Coach Tonsoni, here with Coach Marlowe. We're breaking down Indiana's loss uh, to Penn State uh, this afternoon, which is uh, loss number four for your Indiana Hoosiers. And now it's time uh, for the meaningful moment uh, that you might have missed. I'm not going to play that music. It, it's too uh, choppy and happy uh, on a day uh, that we lost four in a row. Um, but the, I think there's some meaningful moments, and, and I'm going to go a different direction in the meaningful moment. Indiana has to take care of momentum swings. And there was a huge opportunity at 13-19 in the second half um, when the kid O'Boyle misses a layup. It was a nice play by Ace Baldwin. Uh, We overhelped a little bit, Mm -hmm. and there was a dump down for a layup. And it was – I think it was 52-45. Leo comes back and responds with the two, and it's now 52-47. Indiana gets a shot clock uh, violation. And and we get it close, but – you've got to then finish that. That was a gift that it could have been a nine-point game. It, we did get it down eventually to 56-54 after that, but then we didn't sustain it. And so when you're gifted something like that, and obviously Indiana gifted them back a boatload of those opportunities too with, with some misses and some turnovers, but you got to take advantage of that. I, 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 had, that, um, I had that written down uh, as a meaningful moment. And um, – Coach, there was something we talked about before the show. Now I, it seems to slip my mind, but you wanted to talk about it in the meaningful moment. Uh, yeah, I'm going a little bit brainless <laughs> here as well. Um, just I, I talked. I was going to be about those. It was about some of those sets. That's what I remember. You were okay. talking about some of the sets that they they ran some nice sets and memorable moments there, um, and, and I can live with that. I, I will say this also, Coach. You talk about some of that 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 momentum swing and things like that. Um, I'll go back to the point you kind of already hit in the first segment. To me, the big momentum switch, and I, we never really recovered from, was the possession you talked about where we gave up three shots, and then they right after we missed two free throws, we come down, get a good effort defensively, and give up three shots. And, and I know people always say, get a stop, get a stop. At least for me and coaching speak, a stop was just getting a missed shot. you got to finish the possession by getting the rebound. And that was one of the few times in this game, coach, where I really felt like a couple guys didn't go after the ball hard. Yeah, and, I, and, and, and it, and it cost us, it cost us a shot. And then as you mentioned, we come down and Anthony, I, it probably was a moving screen, but Anthony and, and Anthony has to be a little smarter than that there, but he gets that moving screen, gives them the ball back. And I think they get another bucket out of that possession. And to me, that was, you talk about momentum shift, any chance I, and I, I kind of marked it in my mind on my sheet, like, done you know and I'm, I'm not trying to be i wasn't trying to just be pessimistic i just didn't have the belief that we could get back up off the ground and make a run and get a win after that and to me so that segment you already talked about i thought that was a huge momentum swing i, I yeah i thought that was uh, one of the keys of the game i i also want to point out this meaningful moment and it just comes from penn state too and it's what we're missing um indiana was hedging which was a little bit new and where was staying with the the point guard coming off ball screens. So what did Penn State do in the second half? They ran some pick-and-pop action. Uh, and and Renew stayed too long on the ball screen, and we gave up a three, and they ran it with someone that could pick-and-pop. Rhodes, in game one, made great adjustments at halftime. That is something, you know, again, we're trying to stay on this game, but today 
Rhodes made that adjustment and hit a couple shots early to stretch that lead. And Indiana really needed, you know, uh, Morris said, uh, Sean Morris, not our Jared Morris, on the cover said Indiana needs to come out to a, a really good start in the second half, and they really couldn't uh, because of, of that uh, pick-and-pop action. I thought Indiana did not defend it, and they take advantage. Like, Renew had an absolutely incredible game, but he struggles defensively on the perimeter, especially in some switching and some pick-and-pop. And I thought – uh, I don't know how many – I think they only hit one three. But, again, when you're down seven and you got to try to get some momentum coming, it's just like not taking advantage uh, of putting that game away after you got a gift with that missed layup that could have put the game away. So um, – but that was uh, – Rhodes did a really nice job uh, of, yeah. of, of pick and pop. And, and that's, that's, again, where we, we don't seem to make those in-game adjustments. We do what we do. And we're going to do what we do and hope that it's enough. And it almost was because Renew was outstanding today. But doing what we do uh, had another another loss. And Penn State, uh, obviously, uh, they obviously have that in their package. But they, they didn't do that in the first half, and they did it in the second half. It was just like we talked about the women. Uh, the zone gave Indiana women trouble in that third quarter. And then there was an adjustment to go screen against the zone made by Terry Morin. Good coaches make those in-game adjustments. They just do. Yep. Uh, and so we, we might have missed that on the Penn State because we're so focused on Indiana. But I wanted to bring, I wanted to bring that up. Your, your thoughts on, on stuff like that that we see from other coaches. But in today's game, I thought that pick and pop was indicative of, I'm trying so hard, coach. I'm trying. But um, I, th- I thought that was really good oh uh, by Coach Rhodes, the pick and pop. I, I, I think Mike Rhodes is, is a really good coach. I, I'm not going to go so far as to say he's a lead or anything like that, but you know, you, you, anytime you can do some things at those mid-majors, low-major level where you get into the tournament and do a little damage, I think you can coach. Um, I used to say this about high school basketball. Everybody always used to talk about the guys coaching at 4A. I always felt like some of the best coaching jobs I ever saw coach were coaches at some one small 1A schools who might only win three or four games a year, but they were getting everything out of their team that they could. And I think you talk about something here with Mike Woods, and I'm going to stick just with today. Malik today, I'm trying to stay away from this. For today, he was terrible on closeouts. And you you talk about the bad. pop or on the rotation. He's bad. It's bad on closeouts. And I think they're, in my personal opinion, they're lazy closeouts. And, and so – with that, but Coach Woodson has to see in game, in game. Coach Woodson has to see the li- the limitations of what his team can do, and and try to play more to the strengths. And there is sometimes today where I felt like we did a little bit of that. I thought we did a nice job of getting renew the ball on the floor in, in the in, in in the post and stuff, and getting him some sh- and getting him some shots. But there are just too many times in this game, like you talk about, where I- I'll go to this. I thought CJ Gunn really played well. He took a couple shots. And, you know, people were in the Discord. He's floating and stuff. I don't have a problem so much with the float. I really don't. If if you're a shooter, you shoot. You know, and and I get it. Everybody wants it to be textbook form. Hey, I tell you this, and I'm not trying to compare the two. I'm just it's, it's not apples to apples. Steph Curry doesn't shoot every shot with both feet under him and and going straight up and down, landing the same spot. Great, you know, good shooters are going to shoot. Um, and so I want CJ Gunn to shoot the ball. I want because I want him to have a free flow. He plays 14 minutes in the first half. And I'm trying to look real quick what he finished with. He finished with 
19 minutes. So he got five minutes in the second half. And I didn't think he played that. I, I felt like CJ was playing some solid D. He was at least getting into proper spots. He had a couple, yeah. he had at least one foul that I wish he wouldn't have had. He tried to hammer down on a block in a, on a drive and that was a foul and, and stuff. But I think that's the thing we're missing. Like in this game today, we didn't see those adjustments from the, for the things that were limited in what, and you got to, as a coach, you got to understand every team has their limitations. Every player has their limitations. Um, and the other thing about you're talking about momentums. I'd like to see us be a little more willing to use the timeouts that we have quit waiting for the media timeout to stop a run. And, and again, I just, that's just today. I, I'm not trying to take in you know all 30 some or 20 some games we play. Just today, those are things you got to play better. You got to do things better to 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 limit the deficiencies of your team and your players and highlight the strengths. Yeah, I, I want to bring up uh, Don in the in the chat. Mob said this too. I, I think uh, Malik was really good, and, and a lot of times this is no uh, offense to Khalil, but when we have one center in the game, it's spacing, and you gotta you gotta guard the perimeters because even uh, CJ Gunn stretches the floor, Leo stretches the floor. They're all capable threes. And that opens up the middle quite a bit. I think that was a forced adjustment because of the four fouls uh, in the second half. And that's when, you know, Malik. But, Don, I think you made a really, really outstanding point there. It's something that we've all clamored for. And today in that second half, it kept Indiana in the game because Malik Renew was just totally dominant when Ware was out of the game. And and I thought both of those young men played well today. Uh, And and it's kind of hard not to have them out there together. But I do see your point there with with that the spacing has always been an issue with this roster construction and indiana's ability to get renew uh, in space and even galloway had a little bit easier time driving the basketball in the second half when there was uh, and that's where that's why when the the one thing i, I was concerned with today was sparks going in and i, and I don't we're not here to badmouth the, the young man but i i felt that indiana would be better with just the one five out on the floor and then we put sparks in when Ware picks up two fouls and and he was only in there for a couple minutes and then anthony walker going back to your thoughts on gun i thought gun was okay passed up shots and i think they're told not to shoot the three the shot fake and drive and, and again there's a little macro for all you macro people uh and i thought you saw that today too in today's game that yep. we passed up shots that i'm watching iowa and and that game right now and i was watching houston and baylor along with the iu game uh, t- college teams are taking those shots. And C.J. Gunn, I know he hasn't hit at a high level. He's been a little bit better in the last few games, but he looks like a guy who has been told don't shoot uh, because he really passed up some shots that if he's playing at the level that he might be able to, then he's going to take those shots. And and, and so, you know, I, I thought I thought some other – I think uh, Mac McKenzie passes up some shots. And he you can tell he's getting better driving the basketball – but it's been an emphasis. Get to the rim. Get to the rim. Make a play. Make a play. And I just—that is what you saw today. Uh, Indiana mm-hmm. is coached to make plays and make plays at the rim, and you have to be highly efficient. And Indiana was not highly efficient with shots made, turnovers, and, and then the defensive end. You got to be really solid on the defensive end to limit the three-point line, or you're going to lose basketball games like this. Uh, any thoughts, and- coach? Yeah, and and I agree with what you're saying. They are taught to be aggressive. They're taught to get into the lane, get into the post. But it, too often, it's one on one today. It, and, yeah. and again, I'm sticking with today. It's just that's when Trey gets in trouble. One-on-one. Love Trey. Yes. 
Trey gets in trouble yeah. when he's trying to make a spin move or he, he he goes to the rim and he's got to make a pass or a shot at the rim. There's no dribble back out. You see that happen in college basketball too where you dribble back out and feed the post. It is all to the rim. Renew goes through three people uh, at times, and, and at times it works, but it's not enough to win basketball games, right? And, and and I agree with you. I agree with you about Trey, especially. And you guys all know I love Trey Galloway as a fan and you know, kind of president of the fan club. But it's also the the thing is when it's happening, coach, and you saw it today. It's one person dribbling and the other four standing. There's no there's no movement. Like you and I probably were in the same. I'm trying to remember some of your offensive stuff. I remember watching you coach a couple of times when you were at Delphi against Rensselaer. And but we always like to do something on the backside to occupy the defender. You know, have a have a down screen, have an interchange, something just to you know to occupy those weak side defenders. But we're doing we're going basically one on one with four people standing around, which makes it easy for the defense to kind of settle in and be ready for that drive. And again, that goes back to uh, you got to play more to the strengths of the team. And you list. I'm not going to mention the number right now. I'm going to save it for when we get to it. But just look at our assist numbers. It tells you how much one on one we're playing. Yeah, and and you know they have it in a package. The skip pass early in the game to the corner, I think uh, McKenzie missed a three. The The ball screen out of a timeout late uh, with the throwback to the backside action that you were talking about, and McKenzie misses a three. So, you know, some of it is on the players. you got to make shots. When, when Indiana does, in its few times, run stuff uh, for backside action or threes, you got to knock them down, and that's efficiency. My word for today is I, I, Indiana does not play with the right efficiency, the reasons for that, I do think uh, lie with the coaching staff and the coaching staff uh, totally, but missing free throws and not taking shots in games, these are good young men who are doing what they're coached to do. And, yeah. and they're, they're, we, we had that problem in the previous run. You were really good on that. I was late to it uh, about taking away the confidence to shoot the ball uh, with, with Archie. That's, and, it seems the same. And, and you were correct on that, and, and – I just think that that's, uh, that showed today. All right, coming up, let's go um, now inside the numbers uh, brought to you by Jackson Hewitt Tax Services. If you live in Bloomington or the surrounding areas and you want your taxes done right, contact our friend and chat mob Hall of Famer Megan Mahaffey and her team in Bloomington, Bedford, and Martinsville by calling 812-339-3334. I hope I didn't put an extra three in there. 812-339-3334 or by visiting jacksonhewitt.com. So for all of those people who you want macro, I'm trying to fight my macro desires as well. Uh, I just think it gets repetitious all the time. Uh, I'm not happy about losing all of these games at all, and I can't even say uh, the dang phone number for my friend uh, Megan and her tax service. <laughs> but, uh, so uh, I'm pissed. I, there you go, the, the macro stuff. And that's all we're going to do. We're going to go into the numbers now. But I, I'm just really pissed as an IU fan that in year three we have to, we have to be this bad. Okay. Into the numbers, coach. Do you do you have any numbers while I try to calm down and and, and run the show correctly? Yeah, coach, you're you're doing great. Yeah, we like I said, you and I. We this is our second show in about 15 hours, so you know, 18 hours or so. So we're having some good times here. Um, I, I'm going to go. You mentioned something about the efficiency. IU today shoots uh, 27 of 42. Think about that number, 27 of 42 inside the arc. And most of those were inside the paint or close to the paint. Um, and so they're plus 34, or excuse me, they're plus 24 on twos compared to Penn State. They're plus 24, but they shoot, they're, they're minus 21 on threes and they're minus 12 on free throws. 
you, that's just in this day and age of 2024, here comes the macro. You, it's hard to win shooting just twos. I mean, we, we, they, the guys on the TV were literally talking about the possibility of this team not making a three the entire game. And it just, that's not going to win you games in this modern era. You got to at least be able to hit seven, eight, nine threes in a game. And so, like I said, minus 21 on threes, minus 12 at the line. Doesn't matter how well you're shooting it inside. Cause again, like you mentioned earlier, coach, the, the turnovers end up taking away some of your efficiency. And I saw this in the discord. I don't know the number, but today it wasn't as well in the first half. It wasn't as bad. Second half it, it did. We got to be at last in the nation at converting three point plays at the rim. You know, we make the layup, make the shot, get fouled, and then can't convert free throw. The, all those things add up. And in the modern day, you're having to work your tail off to get a bucket. And then at the other end, the other team is either working a little easier, making a shot, making free throws. They're not having to grind every possession. And that's what I saw today. Indiana was really grinding every possession. You know, you go back to those efficiency numbers and shooting, um, Coach. Uh, we shot 51% from the field and lost by nine. Uh, and that, that's with the three-pointer at the end, right? So uh, almost double-digit loss, and we shot 50%. Yes, we didn't shoot free throws well. That's That, to me, is on the players. The three-point shooting, uh, two of 15, that, that's a combination of, of, of scheme and players. Uh, the take I, – I, I want to make sure I make the right take, and I, I think someone misheard me. Uh, I think the confidence in taking threes, and they're being coached to not take three-point shots, not free throws. They're, t- they're being coached to drive the basketball more. That was the point I wanted mm-hmm. to make. If I was wrong in, in my words, I apologize for that. But we shot 51%. You tell me that a team shoots 51% in the Big Ten, I'm saying you're going to win a basketball game. But our offense efficiency numbers are .917 points per possession. So we shot it well from a field goal percentage, but we weren't efficient in a use of our possessions. 12 turnovers add to that, right? And, and, and missing free throws uh, also has a component of that. But that goes, that goes to say we are getting beat and we're shooting better than our opponents. That, that, that has to be looked at and try to understand how can we execute and shoot better and lose, and it, it's that – it's how we have to be more – we have to be super efficient to win the way we're designed to, to, to win. And I think those numbers really stand out today. Uh, Penn State shoots 45.3%. Uh, we shoot 50.9%. We have 29 made field goals. They have 24 uh, made field goals. Uh, so, you know, they um, – what's that, 57 points on field goals uh, to – we, we outscore them at the field goal. We lose at the free throw line, you know, fouling yep. again. Yep. I think it comes down to fouling and, and free throw shooting and, and just we have to be better at those other areas uh, if we're going to always score shoot 50% at the rim. I think that, that speaks uh, volumes. Uh, the assists, we had 14 assists today on 24 made. That's not awful. It's not uh, super uh, efficient either. And I don't see a whole lot, you know, second chance points was close. Points off turnovers was tied. Uh, this was really a, a, a rather even game, except for uh, some of those those key parts uh, of basketball and, and the scheme difference and the adjustments, I think. So the numbers, it's kind of hard to find numbers to say why, why did Indiana lose other than 
you know, the, the, the lack of the ability to shoot the basketball. Uh, any other numbers uh, stand out for you? Yeah, I, I'll kind of go back to this. And, again, it goes back to the defense. We allowed at Penn State to score at a one, at least the number I have in front of me, a 1.277 points per possession. I mean, that's not good enough. If you want to win on the road, you have to be keeping your opponent down to around one or a little under. When they're getting to you know one and a quarter points per possession, that's a hard win. And, and like you said, this isn't the first time. I can't, I, think, I can't remember what game I was on with you guys, or maybe it was the Penn State game we were at the meetup. This, this team now has done this two or three times in this stretch where they've shot well and still lost by eight or nine points. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's just getting – it's obviously repetitive. You know, every post-game show, uh, you're, you're hearing a lot of the same uh, same thing. So, um, just just a tough loss uh, because it was there for Indiana to take with just being better in a, in a, uh, in a few uh, small areas. Okay, coming up on the assembly call, we'll hand out our game balls and our Hoosier Hustle Award, discuss some lingering questions or two, and then look ahead uh, to Indiana's upcoming opponent. That's all next here on the assembly call, so stick with us. I never miss an open three, and I never miss an episode of The Assembly Call. You're listening to The Assembly Call IU Post. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Game show, I'm the coach, Brian Tonson. I'm here with Coach Marlowe. We're breaking down Indiana's loss to Penn State uh, today uh, by the score of 83-74. to 74. Uh, it's now time for our game balls presented by our friends Allie and James at Bloom Environmental. As we are uh, in the last part of the colder months and begin to stay indoors or stay indoors, hopefully we see some sun soon. But until then, um, Allie and James want to make sure that uh, you know about radon, a colorless, odorless, radioactive gas that is leading cause of lung cancer in non-smokers. It enters through the cracks and gaps in foundations and through service pipes of homes. According to the EPA, Monroe County and other surrounding counties throughout Indiana, are expected to have elevated levels of radon above the action level recommended for mitigation. So contact our friends at Bloom Environmental today and mention Assembly Call for a free radon test kit and mitigation estimate. Learn more at www.bloomenviro, that's B-L-O-O-M-E-N-V-I-R-O.com. Coach, time for game balls. Who's getting your game ball? <sighs> I, I really kind of want to go with Malik. Um, 
again, it, and maybe we should with his 27 points but and six rebounds, uh, but he did have four turnovers. He, he did not play well defensively. Um, I thought when the the best – when we looked on the floor was Khalil Ware, and Khalil ends up with 16 points, eight rebounds, two blocks. Unfortunately, he spent too much time on the bench. You know, um, so let me interrupt you. I'm, I'm kind of dr- let me let me interrupt you right there because I think you make a great point. Um, you have two players who had outstanding stats and both had huge deficiencies in the game, and that's yep. part of what we're talking about why you lose games like tonight. There's no doubt uh, that Ware played well in his 22 minutes, there's no doubt that Malik Renu played outstanding basketball offensively, no doubt about it. Your point is well taken. But it's hard for us coaches to sit there in a loss and say, <laughs> you get a game ball when we know that there are some things we're going to catch you on on tape that you need to be better despite the stats uh, that that you got. Go ahead. Sorry about interrupting. But I just wanted to compliment <laughs> no. you on, on, on a, a really good observation. And, you know, I'm just – I'm going to go with Khalil Ware here. I, I just – because, you know, I felt like the game, even though Malik played well and got us back in the game in the second half, to me the game really was won and lost when when Khalil had to go to the bench, especially in the first half, which I don't necessarily blame him. He did get the fouls, but we don't have to auto-bench him, you know, the whole second um, – last four minutes, 51 seconds. So I'm going to go with Khalil just because I thought the team played a little better overall when he was on the floor. Man. I kind of want to do that too, but I'm going to go renew just to throw it to the chat mob and give them something to, to write in the <laughs> chat mob, except all the macro stuff they're talking about in there. Uh, I, I might want to jump in and join you too, but w- again, we're focusing on the Penn State game today. So chat mob, it's up to you. Uh, which one? Uh, re- renew or aware? Both of them had outstanding numbers and played well uh, in, in spurts. And so we do want to credit one of those. Uh, there goes the first neither. Love that one. Uh, we got uh, one for where, one for Malik. Uh, so write down Malik or where. Uh, we'll count them up. Someone, Jen, if you're still here in the chat, count them up uh, and let us know who gets your game ball. Uh, but until then, it's uh, <laughs> it's now time for our Hoosier Hustle Award. Hi, this is Anthony Leal, and it's time for the Hoosier Hustle Award. But first, I have some exciting news to share about our friends at Evansville Security Services. They've been acquired. They are now part of the team at Security Pro 24-7, which provides trusted and reliable security for your event or business from Bloomington, my hometown, to Evansville, where Coach Calvert Chaney grew up, and everything in between. Just like hustle can't be measured by stats, prevention can't be measured either, but it has a huge impact on your bottom line and peace of mind. So let the security pros at Security Pro 24-7 help you prevent a bad outcome today. Visit securitypro247.com to learn more. That's securitypro247.com. And tell them Anthony Leo sang you. All right, Coach, back to you since you're the guest. Who gets the Hoosier Hustle Award? All right, well, first of all, Jen says that Malik gets the uh, Game Ball Award. All right, congratulations, Malik. Uh, you you uh, now have your um, eighth overall um, game ball on that one. All right, Coach, who who gets your Hoosier Hustle Award? Uh, you know what? 
I, I, and people are going to call me a homer here. I'm going Trey Galloway because I thought Trey, I thought Trey may have not had his best stat line, 11 points, four rebounds, five assists. He did have three turnovers, but like I said, when I felt like he, when he went to the locker room, I really felt that injury was going to be far worse. And he and, and again, maybe I'm just biased from the standpoint that I don't care who they are. I just want them to look like they care about the name on the front of the Jersey. And I see that from Yahweh. I see it from Leo. I see it from cups. I see it from gun. I see it, you know, um, to a certain degree, I see it from, um, I'm losing my brain cells here. Um, I throw sparks in there. Sparks in there. Yeah, that's who I was trying to take. Thanks, Coach. Um, but anyway, so I'm going to go Trey Galloway for the Hustle Award. I'm second in that. Trey Galloway gets it. Um, you know, he could have very easily, uh, you know, tried to nurse that a little bit in, in a year that uh, has gone south. So um, I, I think, you know, coming back and, and, and gutting it out, and he was a part of getting it back uh, close again. Uh, so we are going to go. Uh, with Trey Galloway. Trey Galloway now has his eighth uh, overall Hoosier Hustle Award. Um, yeah, I thought when he pointed to his um, his top of his foot, that really had me nervous there uh, because that's mm-hmm. where you get those slight fractures. Uh, nothing that's really uh, damaging other than long periods of, of rest and recovery. So I, I was really glad to see him come back and will hold my breath as well because – that's some maybe the adrenaline and ice and whatever else could get you through a, a half, and then all of a sudden on the flight home in the next day or two, uh, it, it could, um, it it just really could um, pop up. Uh, it's now time for our lingering questions, and, and I do think we probably need to address the question. There is, there is a lot of um, discourse about where what direction the program is coming in. Uh, I'm going to take this one, Coach, and then I'll just go to you for, for last call, and, and, and we'll wrap it up. Here's what I'm going to say on this. We're all disappointed. I don't think there's anyone who could be happy about 14 and 13. But what I will encourage all of our chat mobs and the people who are listening is this, is you may, you may be in support of Coach Woodson. You may be totally ready for a new direction. But let's do this. Let's not take it out on each other. The one constant thing we have is Indiana basketball fans is the fans. And, and, and the people that show up at Assembly Hall, the people who can't get to Assembly Hall, our followers, you're all awesome. Let's not argue with each other to the point of personal stuff and, and screaming and yelling at each other. Let's not let the poor play and maybe even the poor coaching, if we think it is, uh, get us to a point where we, we really take it out on each other because we're Indiana fans, true and true, and, and we want what's best for the program. And we just may have different ways of looking at it. Uh, it, it is a time where the, there has to be some serious discussions and conversations, and there has to be changes made in either scheme, philosophy, emphasis, or staff, or whatever. Those are out of my control. I'm, I have my opinions, but I'm going to let the people who can make those decisions make those decisions. I'm going to try to be as supportive as possible going forward. But the one thing I, I don't want to do, I don't want to get mad at anyone in the chat mob. I don't want to get mad at the, at the friends that I have that are on one side and I'm on the other side because it's better to be friends and drink a pint at Knicks with people who are Indiana fans, regardless of where you're at, than it is to, to lose friendships over a really uh, bad performance today and this season. We're better than that. I challenge you to be better than that. Coach, your last call. Well, before I get the last call, Coach, I, I'm going to have a couple things here. You, right now, and you you said it so well, but there were 400 plus people in here after a losing game today on a Saturday afternoon 
watching you and I try, try to be as positive as we can and, and stick to the Penn State game. Um, at least I, I, we talked a little bit about this last night, that the women play with passion, you know, that, that, you know, they play with some excitement, they play with some, and that may be one of the things that's, I feel is like really missing. And I think that's what a lot of fans feel like is missing from the men. They could be losing. If they just look like they're playing <clears throat> with some, some excitement, some passion. Um, I think that would help with some of it, not all of it, obviously. Um, but they just, there's 400 people here. If we start getting to that point where it's apathy, We've got bigger problems in the program. Be there. And, and the family. Yeah, I hope not. But as long as we got 400 plus people showing up, we got people who are passionate about IU basketball. And I appreciate you guys being here. By like what Coach said. Um, also, lingering question: We've been asking and wondering. I, I'll go macro here a little bit. Will Mike Wilson, Mike Wilson, Mike Woodson ever take some responsibility? Well, in his post game press conference today, um, his quote was: um, "I got pulled up here real quick, Coach." Um, I'm not happy with how I coach this team. I think I can take any team and win with it. I won't blame my players. I will put it on Mike Woodson. Hey, I, I at least he said it. I, I can handle that um, with it. So, but for last call, I've someone been handed him a script. <laughs> well, that, that may sucks. be. That was that negative. Maybe. That's uh, that sounds um, like that was scripted. I, I don't disagree, but again, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I've been there. Coach, you've been there. We've had seasons like this where it just – you start getting on a losing streak and it, you're just always kind of waiting for the next shoe to drop. Um, but all you can do, and I would like to think that they're, this is what they're doing, is they're trying to go back in and watch the film, get uh, get better every day, and try – you know, a little bit better every day and just go to the next game. you got to be able to get to the next game and get a win there. Um, but again, it's hard. And when you've been here and I get it, I was frustrated the other night. I'm trying not to be as frustrated today, but we've all, especially if you coach long enough, you're going to have years like this, at least for us coaching at the high school level, but we just got to keep battling. And that's what the players got. That's the mindset. I think the players have to have, excuse me, they got to keep battling every day and don't, you know, don't, don't give up. And I, I, I know that's easier said than done, but just keep, battling and if you do that if you keep battling every day and if you show some life on the floor like you're battling on the floor this fan base will at least appreciate that part they won't like the losing but they'll appreciate it if you just show like you're battling and like you're you know that you've got that energy uh upcoming iu plays wisconsin on tuesday uh, the women are at northwestern at the same time on seven o'clock uh, on tuesday we'll have ac uh, radio for you uh, afterwards or the the post game show afterwards we'll also have assembly call on thursday and you're doing the work show coach will be on thursday before us i believe correct the post game yep, show for there on- Yep, we got some commitments on wednesday so we're, we're going to back it up to thursday at seven uh, seven central eight eastern you're listening to the Assembly Call IU Post Game Show. Remember to check out our friends at Home Field Apparel. Use the promo code HOME23 at checkout to get 15% off your first order. And uh, I'm going to end the show um, on this. You know, show up uh, Tuesday and cheer on the guys. I, I I know there's been a big argument. I, I think booing is okay if you boo the program or the, the, the general play. Try to not boo a specific athlete. Uh, boo the coach, maybe, or boo the program, boo the results. I don't have a problem with that. But I, I do know that these young men uh, deserve a little bit more uh, consideration. You can be frustrated on that. That that would be my last call, and you don't have to listen to me because sometimes I'm full of crap, uh, and I may be on, on, on that point. But um, nonetheless, my, my last call 
is for, for the guys on the team, play for each other, play for your teammates. Teammates are so important. We've all, uh, uh, we've all had uh, a chance to play on some level of team. Uh, when, when you wear the jersey, you're in that locker room, you're in the apartment, you're driving your cars. Teammates are so, so valuable. Uh, and not every teammate gets along, but play for each other. And when you cross that line, it's about winning. And whatever else is going on, pressure from us fans or, or, or social media or whether the, the, you like the coaching, not like the coaching, play, play for that name on the front of the jersey and, and fight for a full 40 minutes. And I thought you had good fight tonight, but just try to elevate it a little bit more and go out with a few wins here. And then all of those issues will be addressed by people in the know during the off season. So uh, that's going to do it uh, for us tonight. Uh, if you want to see the show live and be a part of the live chat, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash assembly call. Don't forget to go to substack.assemblycall.com to join our free email newsletter. Special thanks to Bob Thompson for the music. Special thanks to John Ringer of rigdesign.com for designing our logo. And thank you for showing up game after game. We, we love you guys tremendously. And until then. Take it from me, Yogi Farrell. Keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim. And go Hoosiers. All right. Well, I didn't, I'm going to do not this. Bad. Miss Tonsoni's not here, so I can't even play her clip. She She's out uh, shopping. <laughs> so I can't even play her clip. But anyway, thanks, everyone, for showing up. Uh, thanks, everyone. Um, again, we appreciate the numbers of people who show up. We hope uh, – we provided something for you today. If we didn't, we do apologize. If you were looking for another type of discussion, we didn't give it to you. Um, we do apologize. But we, we are at a point now where the post-game shows are definitely going to be, I think, uh, stats and numbers and what happens inside the game. The macro discussions probably will probably show up on assembly call uh, radio if, if I would imagine we haven't had a, a conference call or anything to talk about that. But we're trying to figure out how to best do this in, in a moment where we're all frustrated. We are just all very, very frustrated, and we all have the places of blame. Uh, oh, Greg, thanks for uh, – Indiana baseball just started up uh, 20, uh, 20 minutes ago on ESPN Plus, I believe. They're 4-1, and one, beat Baylor last night. That They're off to a yep. fantastic start. Uh, check out doing the work. Uh, Coach and I were on last night uh, for Thursday night's uh, Iowa game. Uh, Indiana's women team had a big win, so there are some things to um, go on. Uh, it's one nothing IU in the bottom of the first. Let's go Hoosiers. Enjoy your Saturday afternoon. Do something nice for someone. Uh, give someone a high five, a hug. Call your mother. Do something. Uh, make it a positive day, even though it's off to a tough start. I thank Coach Marlowe uh, for being here, and we will see Appreciate everyone it. down the road. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.